The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 44 comes The Inquisitor, in which the Vorlons send a sadistic mass murderer to judge whether Delenn and Sheridan are worthy, and Jakar attempts to secure some help for his people. Welcome to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we ask the musical question, what the heck is sci-fi TV's obsession with Jack the Ripper? I am one of your hosts, Chris Tatro, and with me, as always, is my good friend. Oh, Chris. John Cassie here. You know, that is exactly the way to open on this episode. <laughs> it's you know, it's the elephant in the room. I figured we may as well address it right in the right. in the opening. Oh look, an elephant in the room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, okay. So yeah, the, comes the Inquisitor uh, is the episode, um, and you know we get all this wonderful stuff with the uh, uh, with. Sebastian coming in to 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 test Len's metal, as it were. Um, but really, Jack the Ripper. I mean, yeah. I'm. I gotta say, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that JMS went back to that well. Um, I was trying to think of other. You know, if you wanted to have somebody equivalent, okay, we want to have somebody who is, uh, who is, uh, you know, has a, a reputation of, of, of viciousness and brutality and looking for purity and who, you know, we don't have a definitive death on record for because we need to have the Vorlons spirit them away. And I didn't come up with a great, you know, with any great other examples, but... I don't know. You know, it, it, you you think you'd stray away from from Jack, you know, the original Star Trek, and it's just had used, and especially the the line at the end about you know only remembered as Jack, yeah, so on the nose. It just it was, nah. Yeah, yeah. I um, we'll 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 uh. We'll come back around to the use yeah. of historical figures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in sci-fi television uh, generally. We, I mean, we, we, we may we may yeah. go right into it from this, uh, but I am going to agree with you, Chris, that um, I generally want uh, less Jack the Ripper rather than more in mm, my fair. science fiction, yeah. and and uh, if I can if I can choose, I don't want any Jack the Ripper in my sci-fi. Uh, unless it's set in eighteen, you know, ninety, and it's about Jack the Ripper. Sure, Ripper right. Street. Okay, we want some Ripper in there, right? But, and and uh, you know, look, I I think the movie From Hell is mm-hmm. a dynamite movie. Yeah, I think the comic book on which it's based is fantastic. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite board games of all time is a game you just played called Letters yes. from Whitechapel. In right, which, it, which I mistyped as letters from White Castle, an entirely different game. <laughs> Please save me! Ah, <laughs> I can't eat another slider. Death Take by slider. My life. You know, uh, yeah, very different game. Um, I, I have no beef at all with Jack the Ripper. 
I've played Letters from Whitechapel 20 times. Mm -hmm. I mostly play Jack. I mostly have a good time, even when I lose, <laughs> right? So I'm not beefing with Jack. I just don't want him in 2259. Yeah, yeah. Right? I guess, I mean, I, I thought maybe they could And well, I don't want him in Star used... Trek either. Right, right. Right? Yeah. Keep him where he belongs. Yeah. Um, it's an enduring mystery. It's one of the, it's one of the yeah. greatest kind of, kind of questions of of who was you know, who was jack the ripper and and, yeah. it in, and it endures and and it captures the imagination and maybe jms went through a jack the ripper phase you know like some people go through a you know uh who killed kennedy phase or a uh you know ufo abduction phase that i've been going through for the last 25 years of my life right but uh you know and i guess he could have used like the zodiac killer or something, but that's kind of too close in recent memory, and you you, you don't really want to throw a, a a a murderer into your sci-fi show that you know some of the relatives of the victims might still be watching. That seems awkward. Uh, my, Jack the Ripper is is distant enough to avoid that problem. Well, my my argument is simply this: you do not need the historical figure of Jack the Ripper. You don't even need a historical figure, again, in my judgment, to make the story of, of the Vorlons attempting to break Delenn for reasons that they alone know, mm -hmm. uh, compelling, right? Agreed. Let, let, me, let, me give, let me give the example or the parallel, right? Um, you and I compared this to the prisoner episodes that ended the the the, the, the whole show, right? Mm -hmm. In which the prisoner is subjected to torture, uh, you know, a, a sort of a philosophical torture called degree absolute. And we've already talked about degree absolute on this program. Okay, we have, yeah, extreme okay. psyops, you know, right? Kind Ex of psychological exactly. breaking. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm not even talking about that. You want to get an example of how you conduct these kinds of operations against a character that you love, a viewpoint character that you love. Mm -hmm. You just need to go over to the competition. Chains of Chain of Command, parts one and two, mm -hmm. in which Jean-Luc Picard is tortured by a Cardassian played by David Warner. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, yeah. now, if you like the actor who played Sebastian, use him. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. But you don't need to make him Jack the Bloody Ripper in order for the story to resonate, right? Now, right. you know, Chris, when you and I were, were chatting, I said, hey, the Lurker's Guide has all kinds of JMS content on this Jack the Ripper story. And, you know, so, sometimes he gets a little defensive. He was super salty mm. with, with Jack criticism, you know. Oh, he, here's, here's, what he, yeah, here, here's what he says. Uh, you know, every single thing about Jack made him perfect for that role as mirror, menace, and warning sign. So I used him, and I'd do it again. You have to find what works best for the story and do it. I used Jack because he was perfect for that job, which was what the Vorlons had decided as well. It's as simple as that. And then there's a sort of a header. Mm -hmm. Jack the Ripper's been used too much in sci-fi. His response. So, in other words, if a historical real character has been used in some other venue... If the use of that same character in another wholly different World Series show universe is absolutely, totally, and completely the right thing for that story, one should instead do what's wrong for the story and leave it out. Sorry, I don't buy it. Well, you know, look, 
he's he's entitled to write whatever story he wants mm-hmm. and we're entitled when we watch it to raise critiques of it when we say hey this didn't really resonate mm-hmm. and the idea that he thinks that this jack the ripper angle is quote absolutely totally and completely the right thing you and i chris you know we're we're not professional television writers mm. but right but i'm pretty sure as uh you know as storytellers in our own framework if jack the ripper didn't exist we could write this story mhm and and it sure. would and it would still have impact I, I it's it's the it's the idea that it is the only possible angle mm-hmm. that I find completely baffling. Right. And, and Sebastian even says they that the Vorlons determined he was ideally suited uh, for the for the purpose. But, you know, I don't really get what made him ideally suited for for this other than his ruthlessness and his desire for purity. Well, OK, we can. You know, I'm sure we can we can come up with a half dozen other people throughout history, but exactly what made him absolutely perfect for this task and the right historical character to drop in uh, wasn't clear to me. Yeah, and and you know, even even if there was some benefit, the degree to which Jack the Ripper is even a historical figure is a little problematic. Mm-hmm. Right. Did he did he engage in the kinds of mind games that he's being used here by the Forlorns to to try to break Delenn? Is that what it's he did? I don't no think indication it's no. of it. I mean, he no. wrote he wrote letters, but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily speak to this kind of behavior. I don't I don't know. Uh, it yeah. it I almost never want contemporary historical figures of any kind in mm-hmm. my sci-fi of any kind. Unless it's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I yield the point. Yeah. Socrates Johnson. Yeah. Right? I that, mean, full stop. Right. But when you're when you're playing that as as a broad farce, you know, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's one thing. Right? Right. Uh, right. And and this is played with appropriate seriousness. Mm-hmm. It's just that, it, you know, in if it was just some guy named Sebastian for whom we got, you know, some kind of story. Oh, he's he's a twenty first century, uh, uh, you know, mastermind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who tortured Chicago for for five years and uh, and broke the. You know, he 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 broke the psychological health of twenty thousand people. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's interesting to me mm-hmm. because it suggests it's like when it's like when JMS fifteen episodes ago showed us the smoking ruins of the San Diego containment zone, mm-hmm. and that's it. We didn't get any context. Just no. there used to be a city, and now there's a containment zone. Mm-hmm. Great, right? Yep. This is what yep. great sci-fi to me really does. And when right. you go with Jack the Ripper, or like in Star Trek, the original series, when you go with Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. right, or Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the Holy Grail. Or the Holy, right. 
Mm-hmm. The moment you do that, I'm I'm done. Right, right, right. And I think this is you know, this was a a a perfectly solid episode and mm-hmm. enjoyable if it weren't for that Jack twist that right. that just absolutely tainted the entire episode for me. Yeah, and, I and know, for me, you know, we've spent the last twelve minutes sounding like haters on this, but it was a it was a decent episode, except for that that piece that that really stuck in my craw. Right. There's nothing wrong with subjecting Delenn to a psychological test to make sure from the Vorlon perspective that you are what we think you are. Mm -hmm. Can you bear up under what's coming? Because we suffered immeasurably in the last war against the shadows and we can't do this if you, as the sort of uh, paragon of the new races, can't bear up. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Right? Yeah. But don't have her be tested by an Earth figure who, in my mind, is not absolutely, totally, and completely the right thing for the story, but rather the most obvious, on-the-nose, low-hanging fruit you could possibly have picked. You'd only need 45 seconds to establish a historical figure in the Earth context who mm. was just who was more interesting to me, to mm-hmm. me. And, you know, look, we've we've, uh, you know, we took the feedback about, uh, you know, about not hating. And uh, and I, Chris, I think you're totally right. There is nothing wrong with this episode. There's a lot that's good about it, particularly mm-hmm. the B story, the Jakar Garibaldi story, I think, is 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 a is a very fine, yeah, uh, you know, piece yeah. of work. But mm-hmm. you know, to sort of finish off this this other this other bit, right? Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of genre TV. Obviously, I'm doing mm-hmm. a Babylon Five podcast. Yeah. You and I have put in at this point hundreds of hours of work on this, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I have a great deal of respect for for JMS because he's he's awesome. And he's got a brilliant imagination, and he does great stuff. And uh, you know, I just saw, you know, by 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 the time this episode drops, Sense Eight will have ended. Oh man! Right, <laughs> and uh, you know, we're recording before June eighth when Sense Eight's final movie is gonna is gonna show. But but to me, that's one of the best things that have been done on television ever. Right, mm-hmm. but. I'm sorry, sometimes you just miss. And if you're going to do a podcast that's looking at sort of the cultural legacy of a program, the fact that he does this opens the door for people to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my, I would much prefer if, if all of you people writing in sci-fi would just stop, you know? Right. I don't, I don't want Stephen Hawking in my Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. I most definitely do not want uh, uh, John Reese Davies as Leonardo da Vinci in my Star Trek Voyager. I don't want it, right? Mm. And 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 you know, and, and, and sort of on and on. Yeah, and Elon Musk, you know, name dropped in your discovery, and yeah, yeah, exactly, right. Yeah, I don't, I don't want it. Um, but but the places where it works, like you like you were saying, create someone between now and then, right? Uh, you know, when when in in the Expanse, when we get the flashbacks to. Um, 
uh, I can't remember his his the the developer of the Epstein drive. That's Epstein, right. Yes, of course, was his name. Yeah, uh, that was Ep- good. Epstein stuff. Einstein. Epstein. Epstein. Okay, somewhere in the middle. Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was that was good at fleshing fleshing that out. He he wasn't interacting with the people, but but fine. Uh, you know, you we got references a, a couple of weeks ago to um, you a, a plague, a disease that had happened. You know, between now and and the the time about great. Put that kind of stuff in. Fill in the fill in the historical gaps. Uh, you, you can you can feel free to make stuff up. Um, I yeah yeah. Um, it is you know it when, is in fact what it is. You know the 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 kind of the the point here you know is uh, you know when you get uh, you know Koloth and Kang and whatever mm-hmm. in DS Nine after they've been in the original series. Right. And, you know, you get to, you know, you get these sort of old Klingons Mm -hmm. who are part of the history of the world and you bring them forward Mm -hmm. into the new version of the world. That helps make the universe hold together more tightly Mm -hmm. in a way that in a way that if if the Cardassians had resurrected, uh, uh, you know, the Zodiac killer. Mm-hmm. To torment Jean Luc Picard. W- why? Yeah. Right. So, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, as we said in our in our pre-show, about the only one of these that I've that I've ever really felt like, yes, I like this is uh, the Lee Harvey Oswald in um, Musings uh, in of the a Cigarette X-Files. Smoking Man. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we've said. Sure, X-Files is genre television, but by working a conspiracy angle rather than this kind of future space opera kind of thing, it probably doesn't even it probably doesn't yeah. even parse. And you if know. you're working a conspiracy angle and you you don't have Lee Harvey Oswald show up when you're doing a flashback episode to the yeah, 1960s, right. you know, right, you're doing right. it wrong. Right, That's, particularly when it's uh yeah. uh, uh uh you know Zelig or uh, you know mm-hmm. uh what Forrest Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You know, if 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 that's what you're making, which is well, what that you episode have to was. go to. Yeah. yeah. In that case, when you don't get Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. you're like, WTF? Yeah. Right. You get Harry Truman and the Roswell aliens. You get the. You, yeah. You get all the. You you hit all of the the notes throughout history of 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 what's important there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, but. You know, having having said that, even though the fact that he's Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. and that doesn't resonate for me, the 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 degree absolute experience that Delenn is put through is riveting television. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. Although this this kind of I was pondering it since I watched the episode. Do you think that they really proved she and and Sheridan? proved their metal no you know for the for the the bigger conflict you know it was was really the you know the 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 verdict seemed to come down that oh you'd give your life for someone else and therefore you're worthy here's the here's the thing though and i think that this is uh you know a a a tribute to the to the skill of the director okay Mm -hmm. you know me i'm always on the director right on this kind of stuff right i don't think 
we were meant to be fully persuaded. I think Hmm. we were meant to be partially persuaded because the challenges coming are so great that it's not really possible to fully believe that anyone might be ready for them. Hmm. I didn't get that. I didn't get that takeaway because, you know, Sebastian says, you know, when this comes, know that you're the right people in the right time for this. It seemed pretty, maybe it was more from that the script was saying that, yeah, and we knew that they were going to pass. I mean, they're, they're the, they're the main characters of the show. Of course they're going to pass. Yeah. I, I look, I accept your point. yeah, Yeah. Right. But, you know, frankly, at the same time, uh, you you know the fact that I was not, you know, fully convinced. Yeah. Uh, I I I put into its story context rather than, mm. yeah. Hey, you know, I'm I'm gonna be you know kind of watching this and, yeah. You know, but, not but so what sure. Really, you know? Yeah, but what really could have proven that they would be ready for this kind of level of conflict? What what sort that, of thing yeah. would have would have uh, uh, would have would have driven that point? home conclusively i i have no idea yeah right yeah um, no I, idea right. i don't think delenn ever actually answered the who are you question yeah it's a metaphor in fact right right it was right. it was you know it was to, to to get her off balance but uh yeah yeah so i mean but, like again you know from my perspective that's that's kind of good stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah i'm always down for for some sort of you know uh, deep psychological torture or enhanced interrogation of, yeah, right. uh, of, of characters it, you know it, it helps it helps to strip down the characters and really get to what's at the the root of them uh, right in in a lot of ways um are, are you watching uh legion no show on fx uh i strongly recommend it it's it's super trippy okay. um you know kind of i mean yes it's an it's it's based on an x-men comic but I've never read those comics and don't have familiarity with the characters, and it's not at all needed. Got um, it. There's no connection into any of the other Marvel stuff going on. Huh. Um, but there was a very good episode. We're in the middle of the second season, and there was an episode a couple of weeks ago that that was kind of a constant flashback loop through uh, through through a character's life. And and another character was was kind of watching this loop play out each time, and at the end would say, "Oh, okay, I understand what I'm supposed to take away here. You know, you are uh, you're the way you are because of X, Y, and Z." And right. she would say, "Nope, you're not getting it. Try it again." And boom, yep. back to birth, go through her whole life again, see all these different yeah. things. You know, and and it goes through re- repeatedly. And it really lets you dig into who this character is. You get a much better sense of, of who she is uh, than you uh, than you had before. Uh, great character work. Great character. Interesting. Work. I, 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 I recommend if if you like really trippy stuff. It's it's like if if David Lynch made a TV series based on a Grant Morrison comic, while both of them were tripping balls 24 <laughs> 7 uh then then you would have legion I, I have to be very direct with you one why have you not told me about this program sooner 
And two, what have I been doing with my life? You know, I, I, I thought I had told you of it, but uh, we'll, no. we'll remedy this soon. I'm going to start watching it tonight. Oh, I recommend it. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay. Um, um, but back on back on what this show is allegedly about, uh, Babylon Five. Yes. Uh, so we you were talking about the direction of that uh, of that. Uh, the the interrogation scene and the and the answer and I, let's let's stick on that director tip for a minute there because okay. there was okay. some there was some real interesting direction in this episode I thought was, or cinematography yeah both right very strong direction mm-hmm. okay very clear intentions on the part of all of the characters okay yeah and uh, you know this episode uh, received an Emmy nomination for cinematography mm-hmm. and and. It's very clear that the director and the cinematographer have a very uh, they they have they have an almost expressionist interest yeah. Yeah. in yeah. in this episode. Lots of interesting shadows, mm-hmm. you know, uh, claustrophobic uh, tight shots. Yeah, lots right? of particularly lots of close, in the elevator. Yeah, close ups almost with like a fisheye lens, like right up yeah. on the face. Um, you know, the 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 weapons dealer that Jakar is dealing with. It it right. It reminded me of like I forget which David Lee Roth video it was that at the beginning <laughs> where you've got the like the real close ups on 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 all of these these characters. You know, maybe it's his California girls or something. Uh, but yeah, it was it was like it was almost anxiety producing how, yes. how how tight these shots were on the characters faces and and that definitely kept in the tone of the of the rest of the episode very nicely yes um and uh uh you know as i had said you know chris in the pre-show mm. uh, i had i just wanted uh, an episode of uh of television you know to kind of ease my way to slumberland last night mm-hmm. and and i happened to pick a DS9 episode called Empok Nor, mm-hmm. where the uh, O'Brien and Nog and some uh, some yellow shirts, not because they're engineers, you know, not mm-hmm. not red shirts in this case, right? Um, go to the abandoned sister station to Terak Nor DS9, mm-hmm. right, and have an adventure there. Mm-hmm. Michael Vehar, yeah. same director and same cinematographer. I mean, clearly he's got the same vision. You know, mm-hmm. lots of shadows, lots of uh, lots of close-up, tight yeah. shots. Uh, but yeah. we, we didn't see that. He's done two other episodes this season so far. Uh, right. They're all the honor lies and geometry of shadows, I believe. Yes, the geometry yeah. of shadows. Yeah. And I don't remember. I mean, nothing jumped out at me from those episodes about that. But uh, but it was really striking here. Um. Well, now geometry of shadows features that techno mage stuff, right? Oh yeah, and remember so there that's... was a lot of that kind. Now that wasn't close-ups, but right. that was also very peculiar angles mm-hmm. and and lots of shadow work, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I you know we remember when when Veer saying, well, <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything. I work for Ambassador Malari. Right, right. You yes. know that that's uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that definitely yeah. uh, suggests a. Uh, you know, and and an aesthetic perspective mm-hmm. that Mike mm-hmm. Vehar has, um, you know, in much the same way that you know the director I've praised all along, Janet Greek, mm-hmm. who will direct next week's episode, mm-hmm. has a very particular way of of interpreting JMS's writing mm-hmm. that uh, you know that I think is really quite resonant. Mm. Um, 
what do you think about um, about the Jakar Garibaldi story? You know, we 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 sort of riffed on the fact that you know Garibaldi mm-hmm. seems to be moving his friendship, uh, uh, you know, framework over to uh, over to Jakar. Yeah, you know, I I I liked it a lot. I I yep. I can't remember a lot of interactions between the two of them prior to this episode. Uh, at least not friendship, you know, friendly interactions, you know, at this level. Uh, I liked Garibaldi's piece about, you know, I never ask a question if I don't already, you know, unless I, you know, kind of know what the answer is going to be. Yep. Uh, and, and testing out Jakar in that way. Uh, you know, and, and I like the, I like the bond that's, that's coming together there. It's, uh, you know, he's, He's he's pivoting from from Londo, who is you know, just clearly reprehensible at this point. <laughs> right, uh, right. And you know, then you know, the the obvious the obvious pivot is to Jakar. Yeah, uh, right, right. And and I I, I I think they have I feel like they have more in common. I'd have to go back to look at our alignment chart, but I feel like they have more in common uh, than Garibaldi and Londo. Do. I did. I I think that that's been true all along, and mm-hmm. it's sort of only now is is Garibaldi discovering it. Only now is Shakar discovering it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think they've always been a little closer to, uh, you know. But but maybe when you think about the Shakar of uh, you know of of the movie mm. and of the first couple of episodes of the first season. Where he's much more sort of bombastic and, yeah, and sort of culturally arrogant and just just difficult, right? And, and that's gonna that's gonna butt heads with Garibaldi in a in a big way. Yeah, you know, there's right, not, right. no traction is gonna be made there. Right. I mean, Garibaldi's your classic, uh, you know, love the loser. Yeah. Right. You know, as long as Molari seems like mm. the loser. Right. He's yeah. in. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. but now Londo is acting like yeah. a like a. Winner. Jackwad, yeah. a winner, right? Yeah, like a winner. <laughs> you know, um, you've got. Shh, nope, can't. No, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't align myself with you anymore. Right. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be that, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he he gathers. You know, he, he does tend to, to to like the loser type, like himself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know. Yeah, they're yeah, they're, go they're, they're just gonna they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna click better. I think now that that Jakar has had an element of humbling. You know, anybody comes at Garibaldi and they're all, you know, yelling and screaming, you know, that's like, he's just instinctively going to be like, all right, I'm going to put up a wall against this person and they're getting nothing from me. Right, right, right. Um, The, the fact that you're sort of, Station personnel, you know, are 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 going to start working in a sort of clandestine way, you know, to try to stabilize the, you know, what what what's going on, you know, with the Narn. I think I'm I'm glad that they didn't waste a lot of time in establishing that. Mm-hmm. Right, that clearly the sympathy is with. You know the the occupied Narns. 
Absolutely. Right. Yeah, and and yeah. and it and it should be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um or at, at least that's my perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And um and you know Garibaldi you know has demonstrated a a a, a willingness to act you know, quote unquote, lawfully, mm-hmm. right? You know that the correct thing to do is, uh, you know, is is to come to the defense of these, you know, of these Narn, mm-hmm. who are who've been done an ill turn by the, you know, by the Centauri. Um, and so his behavior is totally authentic to me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And you know, we're getting a sense of Jakar now as sort of the, you know. The, the new Jakar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? You know yeah. the 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 emerging the emerging prophet of doom that no one listens to, mm-hmm. right? Which we've been getting all along, and no one's been listening. That's right. No, at least <laughs> yeah, no one's right. listening to the, to the right things. Right. 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 You know, and, and um, we've and we've yeah. been all over human characters mm-hmm. this season for not listening to Shakar. Yeah. Right and treat, treating, him, treating him badly, yeah, yeah, but especially yeah. Sheridan, yeah. Mm-hmm. What was um, Jakar and Veer in the elevator, right, on Tanagra? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that Temba, his sails unfurled. <laughs> yes. What was uh, that? I I I thought that was a fabulous scene. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, you. It's almost criminal. Mm-hmm. How little Stephen First is, has been used, yeah. Given how, given how just extraordinary he is when he is used, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I was, I was cringing a little bit because I was expecting, and I'm glad they didn't go there. He's backing up in the elevator, and he almost bumps into Jakar. And I was expecting him to like do a, <gasps> like do a shock, like jump yeah, kind right. of thing. And and I was like, oh, they didn't go there. That's nice. That's I'm nice. Glad. Right. Yeah. Right. Good. And and kind of just underscored it, uh, underplayed it and, you know, played up the, you know, Veer's embarrassment, mortification right. Right. Of, of what his people have done. Um, right. You know, Veer knows probably better than anyone. Maybe except maybe Urzo. Right. Mm hmm. That this, all of this, uh, is is a shameful blight on the Satori mm. character, mm. right? You know. Yeah. I can't say that I blame Jakar for not really wanting to to hear oh, it hell at this no. point. No, but uh, no, no, no. Jakar is blameless in that elevator. Right. Right. And, and Veer is too, right? I mean, no, Veer I don't can't think, help yeah. the fact that his, you know, that his boss is a, is a, beep. you know, is a spokes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, is a spokesperson for a boop, beep, a boop, boop, right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, and, you know, that, that he represents a criminal regime. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, that's just where Veer finds himself. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's let's all be honest that Veer's uh, anxiety and discomfort and distaste is exactly where virtually all of us would be if we were and he serving hits with a conscience. Yeah, yeah. If we were yeah. serving uh, a a 
an increasingly criminal regime mm -hmm. for which you've nevertheless devoted the full measure of your service previously. Mm -hmm. Right? Nobody pivots on a dime. And which has gone out of its... Well, personally, that Londo has gone out of his way very recently... Correct. ...to, to prove loyalty to you. Co correct. So you can't really you know, jump ship on him at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a difficult situation that Vera's in. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would have the courage to, to break with Londo. I'm sure I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I guess I would put it this way. Uh, maybe I would, but I wouldn't yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there hasn't been enough time for, for most people to have built up the moral courage to throw their life away. Right. Right. In the service of, uh, uh, you, you know, in, in, in the, uh, you know, in the service of a moral principle that is, um, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's morally sound, mm -hmm. but, but that is personally ruinous. Mm -hmm. I think, I think most of us can Agreed. appreciate that, you know, <laughs> you know uh, yeah. at least I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, missing anything? I think that's. I think we're good. I think we. I think we're good. And I think we're good, you know, so. again, since next week's episode is the season two finale, mm -hmm. and there is, you know, it's another one of these. Uh, every minute, mm -hmm. there's five minutes of content. <laughs> uh, you know, we're gonna. We're certainly gonna go long. Uh, Chris, share with uh, share with our listeners. Um, a, a unique opportunity that uh, that they, they they might have if they find themselves in Columbus uh, the week when this episode drops, which will be the week for the Origins Game Convention. Right, uh, John and I are going to be in uh, in Columbus, Ohio. Holy smokes, Omi oh Omayo, oh <laughs> uh, for for the Origins uh, Origins. What's the official name of it? Origins Game Origins Game Fair, I think. Game Fair, yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, that's the that's well. As you're listening to it right now, we're probably there, uh, June thirteenth through seventeenth ish. Uh, so uh, we're gonna, on the off chance that any of our listeners are there or are in the Columbus, Ohio area, uh, on Friday at let's say noon. Uh, we're going to meet up, uh, with, we'd love to meet up with people and just yep. say, Hey, um, and we're not sure exactly where we're going to be yet because it's still a ways out, but we will post on the Facebook group, uh, you know, immediately prior to that time to, to establish a location and maybe even give you, you know, descriptions of ourselves so you can find us. I'll be wearing a, a, a pink carnation and John will be wearing a, an oversized uh, top hat and a monocle. Will he? Oh, yeah. I just said it. It's on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. It must be true, then. Absolutely. Nobody can yeah. lie on a podcast. It's FCC law. That's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, folks, if you find yourself in, you know, in Columbus this week, uh, you know, the, the, the week that this episode drops, we hope that you'll, uh, you know, that you'll come out, join us. We'll chitty chat a little bit about Babylon 5 <laughs> and about gaming. Mm-hmm. What? Gaming. 
Yeah. You know, see what you think about letters from Whitechapel. See if you agree with us about this Jack the Ripper thing that Chris and I both got all steamed up about at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to save your save your hate for us until you can hate us face to face and say Absolutely. what 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 idiots we are for not thinking Jack the Ripper is the best thing since uh since I hesitate to say sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. but uh you know, uh we hope that uh uh, that you'll uh, that you'll come out and visit with us, and uh, and talk games because we do love to talk games and we do love to talk mm-hmm. Babylon Five and yeah. TV with uh, with y'all. Uh, but Chris, I think uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say we should probably be done. I've got some episodes of Legion to watch now. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so uh, look on the Facebook group for where we'll be Friday noon. That's the fifth. 15th of June. Uh, yep. It's this time travel thing is, is, is a little weird for me. Um, you know, the Facebook group is the best place to get on and, and, you know, talk about the episodes and uh, of the podcast and about the shows. Love yep. to hear your feedback there. Yep. Uh, you can send us email at the name of the pod at gmail.com. You can find the episodes to download directly by just putting the name of the pod into your friendly neighborhood search engine, and you'll be able to, to find it there. Um, let us know. Give us feedback. Um, we'll be we'll be wrapping up season two next week. Uh, then we'll do a, a, a proper kind of overview wrap-up episode yep. of the entire season. And then we're going to take a hiatus for, uh, for a couple of weeks over the summer. Yep, um, just like we did when we hiatused between seasons yep. one and two. Yep, got to recharge the batteries and uh, and whatnot. Bless you, Max. Oh, my cat's all sneezy. Oh, uh, poor thing. So yeah, Max will not be with us. I should point this out for those those Max fans. I think he has his own Facebook group at this point, but That's uh, right. he will not be with us at Origins. I'm not driving for twelve hours with a screaming cat in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I, even I have limits. <laughs> all right. Okay, folks. I, I think that's a good place to leave. Yeah. It. We'll all see right. you on Friday, we hope. Okay. And uh and and if not, then uh we'll be out next week with uh the fall of night. Okay. Bye folks. Okay. See ya.